Yeah, um, heart-wrenching call there that uh, Kathy Mutlathane got earlier on from one of our listeners, uh, Barbara, this morning. And I was driving from the airport while listening to that interview. Um, and um, you listen to her speak about calling the police multiple times, twice at least, she says. And um, they didn't come. Lisa Vetten is now joining us on the line, research consultant at the University of Johannesburg. Lisa, um, what do you make of that call? And perhaps Barbara's story is the story of many other women here in this country. Unfortunately, it, it is. And I think what Barbara is doing, her decline is very bad. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. We can. Lisa, can you hear us? I can hear a very bad echo. Okay, but you can you can go ahead. We can hear you from this side. Uh, all right. Um, I think what Barbara's call Barbara reminds us of the faces and the people and the lives and the heartache behind the statistics. I mean, I think it's very easy when Becky Pele, for instance, stands up today and says this has gone up and that's gone down to forget the actual impact on lives that violence has. And I think a situation like this is. It's inexcusable. This was something that could have been prevented. Barbara did not have to be a statistic. What she's talking about is a, is a circumstance that many women have suffered. We have seen women who have died with protection orders in hand, having called the police and the police having told them they are not coming. I can still remember assisting a woman in 2005, very similarly, her, her partner, who used to taunt her, I'll call the police, I'll call the police for you, because she gave up because they wouldn't come, and she eventually murdered him. So, I mean, I think that's the extreme end of what this can come to if it's not the woman who is not dead. It is also, I think, deeply frustrating as somebody who's worked in the sector now for over 25 years to still have these problems. After three weeks, after you've had this national summit where every government minister has pledged how concerned they are and how much they're going to be doing to be listening to something like this, because it just... It's just too jarring to sit and hear, listen to the political rhetoric around how much we care and then to contrast it with this reality. It's like Occupy, it's like going a little mad to hear what's being said, but to see what's being done. And Lisa, what's the job then of the Social Development Department? Development would be there to provide shelter. Um, or to refer somebody, or to refer somebody like Barbara to shelter, which sounds like what she what she needs if she's feeling so unsafe and has moved out. Um, and it's also to provide her with counselling. You also have a situation where the police um, should, the police's duties, especially because this is their ex partner, they have a duty in terms of the act to have referred her for counselling and to have assisted her. So I mean, there'd be a couple of things that um, Barbara could do in relation to the police, which would include laying a formal complaint and the officers concerned would need to be investigated for the possibility that there needs to be discipline in terms of the Domestic Violence Act for misconduct in failing to respond to her call. I mean, this is why you'd need an NGO or the Department of Social Development in order to be able to advise and assist Barbara and put her in touch with the right people and to reduce the secondary victimization that's happened here. I mean, she's been badly victimized and assaulted by somebody. Now her difficulty is being assaulted, is being aggravated, and the so-called parties who are supposed to assist her don't do so. And that can be an even worse betrayal of trust in some instances when you have people saying, oh, we're here to help you, we're here to do, we're here to do X, Y, and Z, when they don't actually follow through on that. 
and you can hear from the disillusionment um, in Barbara's voice how shattering that has been for her, that she hasn't even wanted to continue now with reporting a case. Yeah, and, and, and if you look at the stats, for instance, uh, when it comes to sexual offences, um, attempted sexual offences, um, it says the number of cases are 536. And the number of sexual offences and rape cases that have been reported is 10,590, which tells us that when there is an attempt, chances are it will be carried through. The fortunate woman who, who is lucky enough to have people come to her aid, and I mean, Barbara's talking about people who didn't do that. Um, and generally speaking, you know, if women haven't, aren't given that kind of assistance and they're attacked in isolated places as well, there is no assistance. It's the same as if they're in their own homes, um, you know, where you don't expect this to happen. That can also just cause you to simply freeze and not know what to do. Mm. Yeah, Lisa, thank you so much for your time. That is Lisa Vetten, who is a, a research consultant at the University of Johannesburg. Your voice notes on 0614104107. You can also tweet at Aldrin St. Pierre, and uh, you can drop an SMS on 41391. It's time for the news headlines.